The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Greg, and yes, <laughs> we got mauled by the bears. But you know what? On Monday, Monday night before I went to bed, I had a smile on my face because the 49ers got bitch slapped by the Seacocks. And you just gotta love that because it was national, it was Monday night football. And it'll shut the pie holes of all the Niner fans in the Bay Area. I love it! Well, we got some stories to hit. We got some shit to get lit. So let's get on with show 173. Yeah. Yeah. Oaktown. Do you know about my city? Oaktown. The city of Oak. Oak, don't you know? Oaktown. Do you know about my city? Oaktown. The city of Oak. Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. Well, Nation, I know another collective sigh. However, you know, we have to think about now for next season. Yes, I hate to say it. I'm sure you've heard it. I'm sure you've felt it. I'm sure that you know it. We're looking at next season. So everyone's screaming, Jamarcus, Jamarcus, what are we doing? How come we're not trying everybody out? Blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm sure in Lane, baby, is doing the same doggone thing. Well, I said in my last show, and I'll say it again. Mr. Kiff, better get it together with some imagination. The first bootleg play of the game had me thinking that we were on the way, baby. I thought, okay, he's going to open up the college playbook. And that was it. Well, I'm not going to get too much in the game, but that was certainly a disappointment. Let's just go over the stories of the day so we can get it done. The Crusader Raiders. Come to the Oakland Coliseum. Yes, their annual trek. We will talk about these cats because they are awesome fans, great guys, great blokes, as you'd like to say. And we'll talk about that. I've got to hit on that. And, of course, <laughs> we're going to hit this story. The Country Bear fuckery. Yes, it was. It was a fuckery for us. That's for sure. When you hear the stats and the whole game, well, if you weren't there to see it, you can feel it. Our next story, of course, is Bozo McClown or Dante Cold Pepper. Neither one will work. They're both poison. They both suck in this offense. We'll talk about that. And this whole, you know, ping pong game with quarterbacks this season. I'm fucking through with it, being quite honest with you. Then, of course, we'll hit the Raider Nation podcast comments forum section to round out the show. (laughs) Can't be too sour today. You can't be, man, because you know what? It's about the nation. It's about the the fans. It's about the fans before you get to the game. We sure we'd love to have the, the victories, and we all know that. But I'll tell you this. My three very good friends, Keith, Dave, and Richard from the UK, from London, came over for their annual visit. The Crusader Raider and his friends, of course, came over to the Raider Nation podcast tailgate. And uh, they came over before. We we had a great time with these cats. They're great people. If you were in the parking lot, I'm sure you got a glimpse of it. And I'm sure you should have gotten a little bit of England because Keith was handing away all kinds of English souvenirs. It's very, very cool. Great game, great guys. You know, it's, it's, it's great we see him at least once a year. 
because um, they're like family. They're actually better than family. We all went to the Blitnikoff Foundation Crab Feed donation dinner for them. There's an auction. Greg Papa's there, JT the Brick, several players. We did a video, which is really, really cool, and you'll be seeing that, of course. And we mixed and rubbed elbows with the Raider Elite, including Amy Trask and all her well, I got to say it like it is. These people are right on her because she is the queen and the princess of darkness. As we like to call her here on the Raider Nation podcast, the princess of darkness. She rocks, man, because she heard of Keith being the fan of the week, the international fan of the week, that is. Uh, got in there. They got field passes. They got out on the field. They got a private tour of the Raiders facility and, of course, Al Davis' office. Not too many folks get a peek into that world, let me tell you right now. These three characters deserve every bit of it, flying 6,000 miles. Uh, Keith himself has a Raider house that would beat the band. And Dave and Richard are awesome fans. Look, they're here. You know, crap, people don't want to get up and drive two hours or three hours from somewhere in the Bay Area to see a game. They think it's a pain in the ass? Well, check it out, folks. These guys are definitely Raider Nation. So congratulations to Keith, David, and Richard for being red carpeted here in Oakland. I am sure fans that live right around the Coliseum would love to have got the tour and the action. You guys got that game. The only sad thing I can say is I wish the team would have had the enthusiasm that you guys would have had because they'd have gone to the Super Bowl. You guys are great fans, great friends, and thanks for coming. You guys got to check these guys out, man. I'll tell you when they're coming, and we will be out the tailgate. We saw Gorilla Rilla. We hit everybody, and it was beautiful. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay, well, here we are on Tuesday when I'm doing my podcast and the Lane Kiffin interview, the Monday nightmare that was the country bear fuckery. Yes, he had to go over that. And he's always very good about not pointing the finger at anyone in particular. He did talk about the positives, of course, very coach-like, very demist, a very uh, political stance. You know, he, he's a good speaker. A uh, very frustrating loss. Uh, you know, obviously lack of production on offense again this week. Um, big part of it. Uh, you know, we, we felt that we were going to play great in our coverage unit on special teams as we did. Uh, we felt that uh, we were going to play really well on defense. You know, their offense had only scored two touchdowns on offense the, the two pr- previous games coming into it. And we really liked our matchups there and felt we were going to play the run a lot better than we had. And, and, um, you know, got into a field position game, and uh, it was it was working there for a little bit for us, and gave us a lead. You know, with with three and a half minutes to go in the game, and we didn't finish it out. That being said, would it be a lot easier to to move the ball a lot better than we did? Yes. Um, you know, but as you saw, we got very conservative on offense, and uh, you know, we, was playing behind our special teams and behind our defense at that point, and um, and, and you know, I guess it backfired because we lost, but it also gave us a lead and. Um, with three and a half minutes to go. And like I said, even with that plan, that's not saying that we didn't want to move the ball on offense. Um, you know, we, we 
we came out and and threw the ball extremely poor in the second half. And so we needed those. When you're playing that conservative, you need those completions because you're not uh, you're not taking a bunch of chances. So you need those completions even when they're they're for short yards to keep your drives moving and uh, you know to score more. You got to give it to the kid because he certainly can talk a game. It does not change the dimension of our woes, Raider Nation. As much as I like Lane Kiffin, I'm starting to see cracks in the armor, and you know what I'm talking about. I'm not about to rip him, but I do want to have to ask some questions here. I have to ask some questions about his play calling. I got to ask his questions about the conservative type of play. Does he think we're in college? Does he think that we have no room for expansion or change during the middle of a game? Because it doesn't happen. You know, he talks about his game plan. He talks about following his game plan. And I think his game plan, quite honestly, sometimes is some bullshit. Quite honestly, we had a first doggone trick play. Yes, a bootleg that netted 15 yards. Got the first crowd reaction I've heard in quite some time. A roar of unanimous proportion. Used to hear that roar when we made touchdowns. Now a 15-yard scamper by a lame quarterback brings out a big, big scream. That's sad. The saddest thing is we had a chance to win this fucking nightmare of a game. Bozo McClown or Dante Culpepper, neither one of them could win this thing, I'm sure. You could see telltale signs of the team breakdown. Watch Jerry Porter's routes. You see how he breaks away from the receiver? Not. Neither does Curry. But even when they are open, trust me, McCowan has no arm to throw the ball. Probably the weakest arm I've ever seen in a silver and black uniform. Rick Meyer could toss a rock ten times faster than this cat. I have never seen so many balls thrown short, wide, and behind in my life. Anyways, I'm not going to cap on him. I'm going to save that for another time. Special teams, awesome jobs. Jared Cooper, in an interview at the Crab Feed Dinner, said he was going to do it, and he did it. You mind talking for a second? Not at all. Okay, man. Jared Cooper, man, the man, the man, the man here. The man of the people right here. Jerry Cooper, we're so happy you're back, man. I can't tell you. The nation is happy. Yeah, I can't tell you how happy I am to be back. You know, there was a couple options to go some other places, but, I mean, I came here, what, three years ago and I fell in love with the fans, so hopefully I'll get to retire here. This is where I want to end in my career, which is, you know, a couple years from now, but still. Uh, we're looking for some big hits, man. We know you play with passion. There's a couple of awesome hits I'll never forget, man, in those returns. You put some people down, brother. And we love it. I want you to save this recording so after Sunday, so whenever I told you, I told you so, after Heston comes in here and gets slapped, I want you to make, make sure you play that for everybody, all right? You heard it here. Yeah, you heard it from me. <laughs> he shut down Hester. Hester the molester was put down in this game. Excellent special teams play by everyone. Jano, Leckler, of course, and the coverage teams was phenomenal. The defense played an exceptional game, holding them to three points into the fourth quarter, where, of course, our defective, debuttled, fucked up, jacked up, beat up, hung up offense could not gain enough fucking yards to seal the doom in fourth quarter with 
listen. Are you guys listening? Four fucking minutes left in the game. Did you hear me? We had the lead. Four minutes left in the fourth quarter. We were leading. We were going to win this game. But no. Bernard Berry, yes, he bumbles away past Carr. And the guy that's been sitting on the pine for months, yes, the gross man, the guy they benched for Greasy, hurls the rock, catches his man. Oh, and that's when Stuart Swaggart realized the ball was thrown. And, of course, way late to the show, that's his job. I I blame Carr partly. He got burned. However, Stewie is the one that's supposed to be on that shit, and he was nowhere to be found. That's all I got to say about that play. That was the play that summed it up. Because here's the cherry on top of this nightmare. It's with one minute and 48 seconds down. McClown Bozo. Yes, he comes through. Yes, sack, fumble, three-yard line, yes. And that leads to another score by the Bears, making it a beautiful 17-3. Looks like they beat the shit out of us. They did in the last four minutes. Four minutes. Our offense could not hold onto the ball for four fucking minutes. How sad and how far we've come. That's just fucking funny. You know, Bozo, look at him out there, man. Think it. Look at every time you look at a film with this cat now, just think of Bozo the Clown because he's a three ring circus to the bone. First down is a ring, second down is a second ring, and third down is a third ring of the circus, folks. This was a definitely winnable game for the first time. I was thinking, wow, maybe we can pull this one out. Of my ass, that is. To no avail, the Raiders fall again. Seven losses and two victories. Will we see four victories this year? Well, here we go again. We're up against the Vikings, which definitely is a top three worst offenses in the league. Before I get into that, let me just move on. Because this game blew. Not much else to say. I'm going to go over Sean from the RaiderTake.com's five post-game takes because they're always good. They're always very good. Five post-game takes. Here we go. If I try to teach my cat French and my cat just can't handle it, it's really fair to blame my cat? Is it fair? For that same reason, I'm not going to get angry anymore about our passing offense. We've just got the wrong species of player, top to bottom. A 15-yard completion has achieved a status of a miracle akin to my cat saying, now there's French here, i got to figure this one out. C'est la vie. Boy, it took me a while to figure that one out. Akin to my cat saying, well, you know, it's akin to his cat actually being a skunk like Pepe Le Pew, because that's what our team is right now. Pepe Le Pew. Here's number two. The stats don't tell the full story in all of its sordid details. Yeah, stats are bullshit. About 40 
That's right, 40 of McCown's meager 108 passing yards came in the final minute when the Bears were just standing back and thinking of what's for dinner. We went up against a five foot nine, seventh round rookie cornerback and somehow couldn't find a competence to test him, let alone beat him. Sad state. Take three. Can't ask more of our defense or special teams. Long bombs happen to everybody except to our opponents, that is. That's for damn sure. The saddest thing of all is that if we'd beaten the Texans and the Bears at home these past two weeks, we'd be in second place in our division, just one game back of the Chargers. Both games were very fucking winnable. I put the F word in there. Except for that little problem of the biblically impotent passing game. And I don't mean important. I mean impotent. Number five, I had a really great time at the game today. That counts for something. In fact, it counts for a lot. And of course, here's his bonus take. Dominic Rhodes was a vital component and compliment to Joseph Adai for the Super Bowl champion Colts last year. He carried the ball 14 times for the Colts during the last year's AFC championship game, followed by 21 carries in a Super Bowl. Yet. As a compliment to Justin Fargus, these past two games, he's carried the ball a grand total of one time. Weird, eh? I'll let you solve this mystery. That's it from the Raider take. And as far as that last take, solve the mystery, I can't figure it out. I've talked to a million fans, literally, and no one else knows either. It's a huge question on the boards. What the hell are we doing with Dominic Rhodes? And number two most asked question is, where is Michael Bush? Bada bing, bada bang, bada fuko. And that's all I got to say about that. Okay, our next story, of course, is Bozo McClown or, and I do say or, <laughs> Dante Cold Pepper, because he sure ain't no hot pepper. Let's start with our good friend and, of course, our best chance to win, Bozo McClown. Bozo McClown had a great passer rating of, yes, you guessed it, 14.3. Now, I'm not big on stats, but I know one thing. That sucks. That is the worst passer rating of a quarterback that I've ever seen on the Oakland Raiders. Tell me if I'm wrong. I hope I'm not. This reject from the Cards and the Lions has come to the Raiders, and I mean totally rejected, not even able to be the backup QB, came to the Raiders. I had hopes. I had high hopes because I've seen him play some decent games until he came 
and put on the silver and black. This quarterback with a 14.3 passer rating is absolutely disgusting, and I just can't even say another word. It's, it's, it's irresponsible of the coach, Lane Kiffin, to even make a fucking statement like he's our best chance to win. He's our best chance to win? Are we that stupid? Does the coach of the Oakland Raiders think that the Raider Nation is that stupid? Let me tell you. And yeah, I'm getting pissed at the coach and whatever. Because I'm telling you, his kinks in his armor are showing big time. Cry me a fucking river. Give me a story. Great news conference. But let me tell you, coach, don't blow smoke up my asshole. Tell me that this guy is the best chance for victory. We have four quarterbacks on our roster, and two of them are blatantly bad. They are less than average. Combined, they're bad. Combine their stats, and they would be bad. Now, if you could chop off McCown's legs and stick them onto Culpepper's body, maybe we'd have a decent quarterback. Other than that, these two cats don't deserve to walk onto the field another minute of this season. Am I fucking wrong, Raider Nation? I would rather have one of these guys that's on the team that plays a different position, wide receiver, running back that played in high school as a quarterback, give him a shot. Shit. Give us an opportunity to see something else, Lane. Because the Culpepper and Clown Show are done. I'm done. I'm done as a fan paying for that crap. It is shit. And your explanation that they are the best chances to win is also shit. At this particular time of the season, there is absolutely no fucking way that Walter should not be taking some snaps in practice. You're an idiot for not trying it. You're even dumber for not suggesting it. And the fact that you haven't prepared him to play this this scheme that you have is a failure as a coach. A failure. And I'm telling it like it is. Our weakest position by far, quarterback, we need an offensive line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me just remind the Raider Nation that the Titans also needed a line, an offensive line that was letting everybody through, including their families, when they got a rookie out of the draft and he propelled them to seven wins and became the rookie of the year. So what am I going to tell you? What am I going to tell you about the possibilities here in Oakland? Let me just say it like this. And I'm sure that you guys will understand. Maybe you won't. I don't know, but I'm telling you what I see. I see that we have a, if we had a quarterback that could put the ball in a decent position for these guys to catch it, that they would catch the ball. I say that the ball thrown behind, above, all over, if the ball gets thrown in the right place, I don't give a shit about anything else on the team. If we would have got pass completions throughout this game, the few passes that we did, quote-unquote Lane Kiffin's conservative offense, can you believe that shit? He said we're going to go with a conservative offense because of the way they play. 
The first thing I see is they're on nickel all day long. They don't care about our receivers. They don't even give a shit about our receivers. They kept seven men in the box all day. All day. And our quarterback could not get a completion. Don't blame the receivers. There were people open, Patna. There were missed balls because the balls are nowhere near catchable. I say this. I say either Walter, which I think should get a chance, or let's just throw in the man. Jay Russ needs to come in and see if he can get that fucking football from one end of the field to the other. If he starts making completions, then that's going to open up our running game and make it easier for him to play. Simple. It's simple, Lane. And excuse me for my frustration and anger, but fucking A. Conservative football when you're in a 2-7 and seven team is just bullshit. It says to me that the coaches and the other coaches, everybody's trying to cover their little assholes by not losing too bad because our stats were good. Not trying to win, just trying not to lose. And every time I've seen this team play that way, we have fucking lost. The conservative playbook should be in the shitter. Because this team needs to get out there and start making something out of something. And if we keep going with this same shitty conservative play, Lane Kiffin, I hope, I'm telling you, one guy of the whole boards, I hope they kick your ass out of here. And fuck it, I don't give a shit if we get rid of another fucking coach. Fuck it. If you're not able to do the deal and do what's common sense and try to make some excitement for the fans then I don't know what the fuck to say other than get the fuck out. I like your style. I like your, your play. I do not like your play calling. I do not like your offensive coordinator. I think Greg Knapp is exactly that. He's on a nap every game because he doesn't have any heat on him because you're doing all the play calling. He's in your ear telling you what he thinks you should do, and then you're throwing the plays in there, and I think he's shitty advice, Padna. The locker room is lost, folks. You could tell the guys on the bench. You could see it. You can see it. You can feel it. You know it. The fact that he even tries to keep the locker room would be funny. What he needs to do is start entertaining these fans out here. I'm telling you right now. Entertain the fans. Bring us back. Let us cheer for something. Give the players a chance to play for fun. Let them play for fun. Let them play. Let them run around and do different plays and throw some college action in there and definitely put Jay Russ in there, see if he can get some completions. What's up with Dominic Rhodes? What the fuck, man? One carry in two games, $8 million a year. Brilliant, coach. Brilliant. Brilliant move. I hate to throw you under the bus, Padna, but with the buck stops there, the buck is there. And I'm going to tell you right now, the buck does stop there. And I'm telling you right now, I don't like it. Believe it or not, Raider Nation, there's three teams with a worse offense than the Raiders. I bet you didn't think that, did you? The Rams, the 49ers, and guess who? The Vikings. Three worst offenses in the league. We're real close, don't get me wrong, but we're not the worst. We play the Vikings this coming week, but it's a away game. 
terrifies me already. Peterson's not playing because he's got a, a bad knee, but I will say this. He's not playing because it's the Raiders. I'll tell you this. I don't think there's nothing wrong with his knees. He's only been out for a week. I think they're just going to rest his ass for the next game. I think they think that they can win this game without him. That's my take. I bet I'm right. So check that shit right there, Raider Nation. Well, I just think Walter should have an opportunity before Jay Russ, but I just do not think he's had the uh, reps. Walter's not throwing the ball. He's just sitting there. What a waste. Say what you will about that kid. We haven't seen him in this year. What the fuck? What we got to lose? Nothing. We got nothing to lose. So I'm keeping an eye on you, Lane. I got my eye on you, partner. And you and uh, Greg Knapp, I got my eye on. Now, I like Mob the Rob Ryan, man. He's still doing his thing. But, uh, Kiffin, you better start kicking it up at several notches and make some big-time changes. Now, I know you got a system, but your system is bullshit. And I'll tell you right now, as a fan, it's the most boring offensive plays I have ever seen on a football field. I myself pay good, hard-earned money. I am not rich. I pay my ass to see you play, not to fucking see a junior high school team play. Man up, man. Raider your ass up and start playing like the Raiders and go after somebody and don't just sit there and play so conservative that we fade away. That didn't work for anybody, and it ain't going to work for you, partner. And that's all I got to say about that. So anyways, let's just, <laughs> let's just hit the Rain Nation podcast. New comments form section. All aboard! Yeah, there's rants and raves, man. I'm not the only one shouting out out there. The nation speaks, as they say. Let's start off with this beautiful little excerpt from Colorado Chris and his fro. He starts out with, this is from the Bears game uh, takes. I'm going to take this from, what a fucking nightmare. Simply unfucking believable. That was someone else who said that. And Colorado says, Word. <laughs> Colorado Chris, and I'm out. Oakland Raider 84. I'm disgusted. <laughs> I'm sick to my stomach. This is unbelievable. Please put Russell in now. I don't care if he's ready. He can't possibly be any worse than McFucking Shithead. <laughs> okay, there. Raider Coffee, hang in there, guys. I think we're going to be looking at another first-round draft pick or at least a top three. The season is gone with, and if we stay with McClown, it's definitely going to be gone. Oh, by the way, Greg and Randy, keep up the great work with the website and the podcast. You guys are true fans, and we all appreciate what you are doing. 
Also, Greg, my name is pronounced coffee, like the drink. Thanks again, guys. I got it right. I listened to you. I read it. The Cuban gangsta. We have two glaring weaknesses on our offense. Our QB, Russell, of course, and our own line, which is shit. We need tackles. We need all this stuff. He goes all the way down a very well-thought-out plan of attack. We need an offensive line. We need a defensive line. We need to evaluate every player and shit cans the one that don't play. And we all know who those guys are. Raider Biofox. Okay. How the fuck can you keep playing my clown? He's a fucking embarrassment to our organization, man. Does Lane seriously think that this guy can lead us to victory in this franchise? Enough is enough. Put in Jay Russ. He'll give us some excitement, something to watch. Fuck, at least our D held up pretty well with our two best corners out. But we let Rex burn us. How the fuck? Whatever. (laughs) There's always next week. Russell, baby. Yeah. Play Jab Marcus. That's pretty funny, man. Very true, though. That's what people are saying. I mean, I go on and on. Here's Raider Rico. We are fucking horrible. I mean, come on. You should think that our guys want to lose at this rate. There is simply nothing to say except those guys are a disgrace to a once-proud franchise. I'm still sticking with Kiffin, but he's got to start chewing out some asses if he wants to command respect in this league. Half the roster needs to go, starting with Culpepper, McClown, Jordan, Rhodes, Sims, Gallery, and Huff. Pretty much sums it up for me, brother. I think maybe 10 players out of 53 (laughs) I would care to see come back next year. So... He's always resigned to a 2-14 and 14 season, um, but he's hoping that uh, we'll have maybe a shot at 7-9 and nine next year. Lose, lose, or lose, Raiders till I die. <laughs> now, I think that's fucking funny. Lose, lose, <laughs> or lose. Ah, that's pretty funny. Sad, but pretty funny. Okay, the preacher. What the fucking hell? How the fuck did McDumbass be that fucking bad? He only passed for 108 yards. I repeat, only 108 fucking yards. The offensive line couldn't protect our QB if they lined up driving tanks. On the post-game show, Tom Flores said that our wideouts are just not getting open. What he really meant is that they suck. Curry is slow. Dwight is new. Higgins fumbles when he and then he blows anyways. And Porter looks like he hasn't even he's not even fucking trying. He's not. He's back to his old ways. After the third game of the season, resigns himself to saving his body for next year. I think next year he should be playing for, oh, I don't know, the Cardinals. Should kick his ass out. I'm finished with Porter and his attitude. Kudos to Fargus for getting all those. All those hits. That's right. Special teams for containing Hester. That's right. And the D for playing hard for 56 minutes. Frankly, the last four sucked. It wasn't our fault, man. They were demoralized at the end. Demoralized. Thanks, Schwaggert. Nice pickup. Mad Raiders 32. For the Chiefs, Texans, and Bears, I cannot totally blame our defense for the losses. 
Let's face it. We just don't have an offense that can win in this league. It's a miracle. We all see it. Our offense fucking blows. That was me. Our lack of a number one wide receiver and a useful QB is killing us. And let me interject here. Do you guys remember in the preseason, we had 13 wide receivers on the roster? 13 wide receivers on the roster. We have four now. You do the math. He just doesn't see winning another game without a QB or wide receiver. I don't either, and I think our 2-14 might hold up again this year. If we win another game, we'll be lucky in my mind. That's me talking too. Let's see. Roliveros, 33. What is it going to take us to get a W? I'm sorry for yelling. Well, Ritter Nation, we have to take good with the bad, even though these losses hurt. I like the effort we keep putting out there to keep the games close compared to lying down like last year. Stay strong, Raiders faithful. We could still go 9-7. and seven. Yeah, one could only dream. Boy, Padna, you is a dreaming son of a gun. And send me anything you have that's making you feel that way because I want to take a couple, whatever color they are, whatever pills they are. I'll take them. We ain't going nowhere, buddy. And as far as lying down goes... Watch Porter run a route, and you can tell me. Navy Rob, does anyone think that it's just the offense? Of the seven losses, five of them, we were winning in the fourth quarter. I guess it could be that O can't keep the D off the field. The O fucking sucks, dude. The D is on and off like a light bulb, but the O is consistently blown it totally. Tokai Raider comes in. It's 8.15. I just got home from the game because the fucking Amtrak sucks. It was an honor to meet the fine blokes from England this morning. All day long, I gladly wore the English cap the Crusader Raider bestowed on me. Sorry we couldn't put a better game for you to watch. The Raiders owe you an apology. I hope you enjoyed the pregame trip to the field. And what was the name of that soccer team in England? I forget. Hey, Robert, this is Randy. I remember Keith, Dave, and Richard's favorite soccer team. It was Leighton Orient. The nails in coffin for McClown. That's it for me. That was when late in the game, when he avoided a rush, rolled out to the left, stopped, and then tried hurling the ball across his body and across the field to a downfield receiver that was open. The pass hit the field pitifully short of the receiver, showing McCown or McClown fails in a list three counts. One. It's a bonehead play. Too easy to be picked. Two, he lacks the arm strength to make the throw. And three, he doesn't even know that he lacks the arm strength to make the throw. Russell, meanwhile, completed a similar throw when trying out for other teams, except Russell hurled the ball 70 yards downfield, and may I say, straight. And if you were starting Carr at corner, you know he's going to get burned all day. Then why fucking doesn't Schwaggert help out on the, t- the TD bomb? Carr in a single coverage with no help from a safety. Schwaggert was so late coming over to the receiver was already in the end zone by the time that he rolled over there. Rolled, and I mean rolled. Such a crappy defensive play. Ugh, that was crappy. Now I'm about to interject here. Schwaggert, 
This happens all too much to you, Padna. You can't see the weak coverage. You can't see the man out and breaking free. And you're certainly too late to the show. I'm beginning to think that we got to get a, some, another safety in there. Sorry, buddy. I like you, but you can't play. Tokai Raider goes on to say, I am so sick of this. We suck badly. We're among the dregs of the league. Why am I so glum? Because late in the game, when we were driving, I heard Bears fans shouting defense. Yes, we are so bad that visiting fans now fill the seats and cheer for their fucking team. And they do it loudly and proudly. This is a sign that we have officially reached bottom. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Let me interject here. I heard that shit. And I was there to hear them screaming, defense. You could hear the Bear fans in the Coliseum. You could hear Bear fans screaming in the Coliseum. I have never heard that shit from any other team ever. I'm going to tell you now, Raider Nation, you better not be selling these tickets to any fucking fans of the other team. Because the rest of us that go to the games want to be there with other Raider fans. Not a bunch of people screaming for the other team. That's some bullshit. There's going to be some serious ass whooping if this happens at this next game with Denver. That is a fact. Arcasian Raider comes in. All I have to say is, ah, that about does it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, and my cats are in serious camouflage mode right now. They're afraid I'm going to throw them like I threw the remote and the ottoman and the beanbag chair. That was particularly unrewarding. I couldn't get myself to throw the cast iron skillet. I don't own the house. <laughs> Jeff, that's funny, man. That's pretty funny. SeaTac Raider Lady. SeaTac Raider Lady comes in with win, lose, or tie. Raider till I die. Now I'm going to bed. And she has a nice big picture of a Raiders emblem with fucked right in the middle of it. English Raider. Help, I can't take another loss. I didn't want to say this this season, but play J. Russ. A high school QB wouldn't be as bad as McClown. We got a rookie head coach, so why not a rookie QB? Bring on the Vikes and go Raiders. Okay, well, let's see. Big C. I have to say, awesome job by our special teams group. The only bright spot in the game. Not too many people can shut down Hester, but these guys stepped up. As for the rest of the team, what the fuck? McClown is horrible. How the fuck do you fumble in the fourth quarter when all you need is a TD to take the lead? How is the defense going to play hard all game and then get burned after taking the lead back? It looks like we're going nowhere and fast. It's time for Russell and get some real practice in the game. Amen, brother. Let's go here to the Asian persuasion. Okay, I'm somewhat calmer now than last night. <laughs> First, that's off to our special team, containing that fast-ass Hester, one of the few signing spots. This punk Hester said that he got offended that the Raiders are going to kick to him. Offend this, biatch! Second, Jankowski. Like mo most kickers, he makes some and he'll miss some, but I'm pretty sure that he got a lot of kickers in the league that don't have his leg power. 
Okay, so he missed a few critical, but so did Vinatieri. Right, he's playing good, man. I got enough beefs with Jan Shankowski, and I'm not going to call him that because he's not. He's doing good. Thank goodness. Unfortunately, that's where the good stuff ends. McLeod just wrecks. Our running game ain't shit. Our passing game is where? Our D is slowly and only above average. Ugh, not the number three we had last year, but it might be if people start playing the way they did against us. Our O-line? Ugh, our O-line. They remind me of that insurance commercial with the Hasselback and the Pee Wee League size O-line. That's right. Unfucking acceptable. And I'm pretty sure the Coach K is onto something and better days are ahead. But please, for the love of football, do something about the losing. It's just sickening. Five long ass years is sickening. With all that said, I'm going to say it again. I said it in the preseason. I'm in. That's right. We're all in. Hey, man, I'm in. We're all in. It's just this bullshit the way the team's playing. And you got a total right to bitch, partner, so let's hear it. SeaTac Relator comes in. Okay, so my last post was a bit harsh. Perhaps I shouldn't have posted it when I'm so worked up. I'll restate what I said earlier to a friend. At first, I thought I was just being hard on McClown, but he's proven himself to be more than just an idiot. He's an asshat. I wish they would put someone in that isn't him. Gah. Someone mentioned that Kiffin might be watching for next year. But dude, it's painful now. Fuck next year, man. We got to see some entertainment this year. Big time entertainment. And finally, my good friend Raider Rick. He is the man, true Raider fan. I mean, he brings his boys. He travels. And let me say, what can I say, he says. What has my beloved Silver and Black given me over the last five years? Shit, and a bleeding ulcer, not to mention the $4,000 a year for seats, four-hour drive each way, 20 bucks to park, 80 bucks for gas, another 40 for food and drinks. Sounds like a great deal, huh? I can save a mint. Buy that Ferrari Testarossa I've been looking at. Watch them from home, and the best of all, turn off the TV before my ulcer acts up. I can't take it anymore. These fucks are killing me. I say we take a hard look at more than the players. We need to change the whole mystique. What the fuck have we become? The laughingstock of the league? I guess so. And I'm tired of lying down my hard-earned scratch just to see a less-than-stellar half-baked attempt. There are only a handful of guys worth keeping on this team, and the rest can go to hell. That's a frustration for my Ponda and a lot of other Raider fans there. He's a true Raider, too. Trust me, man. He is in all the way. This is Raider Greg. I thank all of you for listening. I thank the Raiders from across the pond for joining the Raider Nation podcast. You guys rock. Well, Raider Nation, that's about it for this show. And just remember this, that we are in. I am into the Raiders, and I know that we have the sun is still on the horizon. There's still light at the end of the tunnel, and hope is not lost. I do get pissed, and I do shout it out. But you know what, man? My love is all for the silver and black. And you know, that's what we do here at the Red Nation Podcast. And we're looking forward to those days. So let's kick the crap out of the Vikings. And uh, these, uh, these podcasts of fierceness, um, you know what? 
It's just frustration. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I'm just shouting it out. So we know we got better times coming. We're going to have a draft. We're going to have some things go on. There's going to be free agency. There's a lot of things that happen, Raider Nation. Do not be down. Because there's one thing for sure, one thing you can count on about being a Raider. And this is this, that Mr. Davis and the Raiders put that jack down to make it happen here at Oakland. Hasn't worked out here lately, but you know what? He's putting the money out, and it's happening. We're going to change it around here with, with Kiffin. Our offense will get better as we get better people, and things just going to roll on, man. So you're on the ground floor. We're looking up, and we got to look up. So let's look up to beating the Vikings and taking it to them. Uh, taking out some of these frustrations for sure. Because I'll tell you what, man, I am in. And right now, I am 